0: To C3 Church Hepburn Heights. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. Hello! Good to see you this morning. Good to see you. Can we have our Vegemite slide up, please? So find yourself. So there are also. There also is a zero, which uh, isn't mentioned, but we're going to do a show of hands. So, so you're going to pick, okay? So you, one number only, pick, pick one number. And so do we have any zeros? So first of all, wow, wow. Are you imports or are you real Australians? Uh, <laughs> it's a bit of both, a bit of both. Okay, so who, who's the number one? Okay, just a little sprinkle, a little sprinkle of Vegemite, nice. Number two. Number two, okay, we're good, good, we're getting there. Number three, this is me. Um, uh, okay, I think there's decent amount of threes. Number four, who's oh, actually, I think there's more hands going up than people. Uh, this is can we? Next one is for volunteering. Can we? Uh, uh, number five, who's uh, who's a five? Wow, I'm sure there's been three times as many hands as people so far. Number six, who are the hard Wow. Wow. That is I I actually have respect for the number sixes. That's quite that's quite an effort. Whew. So okay, so we all voted. Can I ask you who was correct? Hmm. We're all different. So is that okay? That we all... But it, and so it's easy to say yes when we're talking about something trivial, like Vegemite. Gets a little tricky with some other things. Well, let's let's go this. Okay, so you have three or four hours spare. Okay, three or four hours sparing. and you can do one of these four. So again, I'm going to ask for a show of hands. You have to pick, have to pick one, one of these four. Number one is you get to go to a live sporting event of your choice. Number two, you get to go to your f- like just your favourite movie genre in the comfy cinema chairs. Number three, you just get a good book, no one bothering you, just you and a good book. And number four, you get a walk on the beach. Okay, beautiful beach somewhere. Okay, so. Live sporting event, a bit like Ben Gould at Gather Round with his father and son, uh, watching four games of footy across this weekend. Okay, what about number two, movies, do you go into the movies, favourite movie, that, that might be me, depends, sporting event, if I could free tickets to the NBA, I'd be, I'd be keen, but otherwise, number two, what about a good book, just give me that book, wow, you sickos. Uh <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> what about a walk on the beach? Number four. Oh, wow, that, that could be the winner. Wow. Okay, so now those, those who were fours walk on the beach, who's a walk on the beach by yourself? Oh, Okay, with someone else? Okay, so that was probably pretty even as well. So, okay, so out of those four options or four and a half kind of, who was more right? Okay, here's another one. How many worship songs should there be in a good church service? <laughs> so I want to show our hands, okay? So there are going to be four options. So the first one is zero to one, zero to one. So because you can worship in other ways, right? It doesn't have to be singing. So you may want to worship in poetry or dance or something else. We, we don't know, but you could have a, a key thought there. Number two is two. Number three is three songs. Number four is four songs or more. Okay, so who's number one? Zero to one song. Now, this isn't a test in spirituality. It's like, oh, if I love Jesus more, 27 songs. Like, okay, don't connect dots. Okay, so number two, two songs would be good. Two songs. It's it's okay. You can own it. Own it. Okay, two songs. Good. Who's three songs? Three's good. Okay, who's four or more? Oh, what the heck? Is that because you don't like the preaching? Uh, the longer the singing, the shorter the talking. Oh, don't connect dots. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, so who's more right? <laughs> Ah, uh, so good. Okay, next one. Who's your favourite pastor? Is it number one? No, we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on quickly. And so we, uh, look, I have more questions, but we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep moving. Uh, but then if we, if we think about what comes more naturally to you, would it be more the hospitality, connecting or entertaining? Does that come more naturally? Is it more kind of wisdom, study, thinking through implications of choices or would it be more action serving doing or have you got more of a poetic artistic contemplative edge and if we had a show of hands there would be a, a similar spread across the congregation we are all different and this is okay let's turn to 1 Corinthians 12 and read from verse 12 and we are we're back in this passage and as I was seeking God about what to cover today I I'm just, I'm drawn back here that I know God wants a revelation in his body in what it is to be a part of his body that God wants that to drop even deeper in each and every one of us today so with open hearts let's let's dive into his word from verse 12 and and so so before this Apostle Paul has covered at the start of chapter 12, he's talked through the gifts, and we're going to get there soon, and we're going to have a couple of Sundays as we unpack the gifts of the Spirit. And, and for now, we're, let's start in verse 12. Just as the body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. So again, here we, we have the unpacking of this body of Christ metaphor and so we we see this metaphor for what it is to live in Christian community, and so, from verse thirteen, uh, we were all baptized by the one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we're all given the one spirit to drink and so here we see that we are we're all a part of this one body, and we've just gone through the gifts, if we were reading through the whole of chapter 12. And so even though we have all of these different gifts given to us by God, we're the one body. We're all a part of this body of Christ, that there's, there's a distinctness and a uniqueness about each and every one. And this is not to fight. This is not about superiority. This is God doing what he does and letting his creative glory be seen in different ways in each and every one of us. That not one of us can display the magnificence of our Saviour. But as we all come together as the body, as the body of Christ, then you can see something more about who he is. But also we see here, it's not just the gifts coming together, but whether you're Jew or Gentile, slave or free, that we see there is a unity, there is a calling together as one body across social dimensions, political dimensions, ethnic lines that we are called to be one in Him. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many parts. Now, if the foot should say... Because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, just picture yourself doing life. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would... Just picture yourself doing life as an ear just popping around. (laughs) Where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts we think are less honourable, we treat with special honour. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while the presentable parts need no special attention. But God has put the body together, giving greater honour to the parts that lacked it. So that there should be no division in the body. There should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers. If one part is honoured, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. And so here we see it goes even beyond a metaphor. And this is a supernatural spiritual reality that we are called, we are chosen to be a part of the body of Christ. If this interests you and you want to do some further study, then you can head back into chapter 10 of 1 Corinthians. Uh, Paul actually writing from Corinth to the Roman Church uh, in chapter 12, you can see it unpacked there. Also Ephesians 1, 4 and 5 and Colossians 1 and 3. And we see the Apostle Paul as he uses this metaphor, as I've just mentioned, across his writing. It's used in two main ways. And one, one of the ways that Paul uses the metaphor is the the Christ as head imagery. And so we see the body and we see Christ as head that talks about the the supremacy, the lordship of Christ. That's one of the ways this metaphor is used. And and another like we see here in 1 Corinthians is the many parts forming one body. That's That's the emphasis, that it's about a unity and an interdependence. That's what we see here. Many parts, all different, All important, one body. just want you to look around. So just look both ways. Front, back. Have a look around. So you may be an ear sitting next to an elbow. Could be a thinker sitting next to a feeler. Could be someone whose default is to go to the Word of God could be someone whose default is going to prayer. So here you could be a kidney sitting across from a toe. Which would you prefer? I don't know. So you could have a gift of singing while the person across from you has the gift of hospitality. You could be a lung sitting behind a tongue. And maybe you have a gift of teaching, whereas they have a gift of evangelism and you see the same picture so differently. Maybe you're great at doing and the person behind you is far better at organising. We are called to unity. We're called to this interdependence. And, and what I want us to see and, and take a hold of, so you need them To be most effective and fruitful. That there are gifts, passions, and perspective in them necessary for you in your journey towards Christlikeness. But also, they need you to be most effective and fruitful. And there are gifts, passions, and perspective in you necessary in their journey towards Christ-likeness. And when we understand this and let it drop ever deeper, there is no room for a superiority complex. And likewise, there is no room for an inferiority complex. We are all different parts of the one body. And I think this matters so much for us now, because of the culture that is pushing against us. That this understanding of what it is to be a part of the body of Christ and this interdependence that we're called to walk in, it is so different to what we see in the culture that we are surrounded by and that pushes in on us every single day. Our culture is unbelievably polarising and opinionated, preference-driven, And we see that there is this epidemic of loneliness and social disconnection. And as God's people, we are called to walk in the opposite spirit to what I just described. That there would be something in us that the world could see and go, wow, somehow I can see what God looks like because I can see how you do life together how you treat each other, how you speak about each other. There is a level of interdependence and inspiring and building each other up, which is the opposite to what I see around me in the world. And so because of that, I'm drawn to this Christ that you speak of because of what I see of Him in you and how you treat each other. In the year 2000, Em and I did a year of Bible college here, and yeah, so did Tam and some others, and it was, a, it was a transformative year. We'd been married just over a year, and I remember we had about $5 spare each week, uh, and then there's still a faith gap on the end, and, and just... Diving in to enjoy that year together with the Lord and, and with others and seeing God come through in miraculous ways in so many, so many different areas. It was a profoundly shaping year. What I don't want to talk about that. What I do want to talk about is the lecturer that I disliked the most. So we had many lecturers come in and there was one particularly that I really did not like. Uh, he was quite intense. He wasn't warm. He's very, like, hyper-intellectual. He was pretty much the exact opposite of me. Uh, and I, I just didn't like him. And I didn't have the maturity to see past my likes and dislikes at that time. And so his name was John Yates. Just going to... And so I, we had this year and then it had nothing to do with with John for, for many years until December last year, during Lights and the Heights, actually. Uh, and John had reached out and said, uh, "Jace, would you like to catch up? And I seriously thought about how I was going to respond. Uh, it's like, yeah, uh, do I want that? I'm so glad I, I said yes. And so I caught up with John in December last year. We had a chat and he's a, he's a mature man of God. He'd be maybe 20 years on me, PhD in theology and uh, extremely, he's probably forgotten more about the Bible than I'll ever learn. Uh, and so just a, and a wise, uh, mature statesman in the body of Christ in Perth. Uh, and so I came into that meeting going, okay, God, help me put aside all of my whatevers, my opinion, and... And if there's something I can learn from John, then help me to be positioned for that. And so we're chatting and it's, uh, it, was, it was better than I thought. Uh, it wasn't too intense. We're having a, a decent conversation backwards and forwards. And, and somewhere in the conversation, we got to a point talking about church life. And I was talking about making some decisions in church and how I'm just, I'm, I really, I need to hear from God more clearly. And, and as I said said something about that, John made this face. It was a face where you know there's something in the face. Uh, There's a reason he made that face. And so I said, okay, well, John, I can see that you want to say something. So let me now turn it into a question. Okay, so what would you say to me? How could I hear God more clearly on some of these things? And then he looks at me and straight out of his mouth. He doesn't even have to think about it. Straight out of his mouth, as he looks at me, he says, Jason, it's idols. It's always idols. Idols see, but they can't hear. So have eyes, but they can't see. They have ears, but they can't hear. So if you've got idols in your life, that's going to prevent you from seeing what God wants you to see and hearing what God wants you to hear. And then he stopped talking. okay, John, do you know who I am? Um, you know what I do for a job. Uh, so it was this moment, but, you know, as he gave it, and you could, let's call that a rebuke, okay? There was so much love behind his words. He wasn't smiling. I didn't see the love. But there was this, this heart. This was a a comment that has got so much. And so from that moment, I've spent the last four months and multiple times I've held that before the Lord. God, if there is anything in me, see an idol is something that we on purpose or inadvertently hold to more strongly than God. And so if we say we're a follower of Christ, but we respond more to fear in our life than to his call to obedience, then We've got an idol of fear or of people that we're afraid of or trying to please people. And that's actually more important than following Christ. And so that comment has been such a gracious gift as I've just held it before God. Because I haven't arrived, just in case you haven't noticed, most of you have. Uh, I haven't arrived. And if I ever start projecting that, then you're all in trouble and it's time to find a new church that we're on a journey together of becoming more and more like Christ. There is a deeper work that the Spirit is always calling us into. And, and for us to just be moving forward together, owning the fact that none of us have to present like we have this Christian thing all figured out. Like, oh, I sorted that in my 20s. And now, <laughs> look at me shine for His glory. <laughs> Sin free and spotless. Those are the people to be really afraid of. That we're called to daily regular repentance. As we read through the Lord's Prayer and receive His forgiveness and to be forgiving others. This is not something we do at the point of salvation. This is something we intentionalize daily. And then to keep these short accounts with God. And so I am so grateful for John. Now, here's the thing I, I then, since that, I sat with it. And then I emailed him a couple of months after that and said, John, I, I felt so fathered by you in that conversation. And it's important for people like me to have fathers in the faith speaking into our lives. So would you mind if we catch up every couple of months? And I want you to speak like that to me. He said no. Uh, no, he said, he said yes. He said yes. Uh, so... In my 20s, I was too immature to see the part of the body that John Yates is called to be. He's not called to be the warm, cuddly part of the body of Christ. That's other people are called to that. And that's good. that's good. They're not called to be John Yates. But there is a strength and a prophetic unction in him. I think he's like called to be the pointer finger. Uh, that's what it felt like in that meeting. But it was God ministering to me through what could have been an awkward moment. I could have got, man, I could have got all prideful. i got a much bigger church than him. I could have gone down all these different lines. How, how dare you? And, and whether I said it out loud or whether just internally. I have idols, friggin' idols. i got Jesus at the centre. I sing it on Sundays. And so... There is, can, can I just give us a really strong caution? Because I feel the culture of our world pushing in on me. And when we find ourselves judging others inside the body and we realise that we are all called to be one body, we stand in judgment of ourselves because we are this one body. We could see it. And this is strong language, but it's it's kind of like spiritual self mutilation. When we stand in judgment, when we are contemptuous, when we look down upon, when we discard other parts of his body, our body, this body we're called to be a part of. It's like spiritual self harm. And this is scary and sacred. And it is so important that we do not let the culture of this world inform how we treat each other or talk about the church down the road. Well, that person who does their Christian journey different to you. And now, this is an excuse for us to not grow in maturity, it's the exact opposite of that. But this is for us not to look down on anyone else's journey, but see how together. There is something of the glory of God that is seen that is not seen just in us as a solo. As we stand in judgment or belittling of other parts of the body of Christ, we are actually standing in direct opposition to the mission of Christ in the world today. And this has weighed heavy on me as God has just been stirring me afresh as to the importance of this. And many of us are crying out for God to move in our world. First, He needs to move in our hearts where we can repent for every time we have looked at another believer and thought or said something which has torn shreds off the body of Christ. And now we've all been there And depending on our personality, we all find ourselves there more often. And for us to just hold this before the Lord and and let Scripture inform how we treat each other. And then how we let this glorious work of the Spirit not stop in us. Here's some thoughts. I'm just going to zoom through some. Some scriptures from across Romans 12. And don't think of yourselves more highly than you ought. Just as each of us have one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, though many form one body, and each of the members belong to the others. Your love must be sincere. Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above yourselves. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Do not be conceited. From Ephesians 4, live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle, patient, bearing with one another in love. There is one body, one spirit, just as you are called to one hope. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. God and Father of all. From Him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, it grows and it builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Put off the old self. Put off the old self, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up, for building others up according to their needs. We are called to be what builds. To be a people who think what builds, who speak what builds, who do what builds, to be involved in the building of the body, and you and I relentlessly, as I said, need a supernatural work of God so that the love of Christ, the one Corinthians thirteen agape love of Christ would move in us to shape us, to strip away some of our human preferences and shortcomings, so that we could see in a way that goes beyond how humans can see so there we could see the power of what it is to walk united. How we are all a part of each other's story and that there is this building up of those around us that ultimately sees God glorified and sees the world captivated by something that they can see, that they know they are not living. And so it's up to us. So now it's possible that those most different to you, those the immature part of you could mock or discount, are actually God's greatest gift to develop you, grow you, mature you, that the whole body may benefit. And so Lord, would you help us in this? Okay, I have four questions as we wrap this together and then we're gonna... Receive communion together. Four questions for us. Question number one. What part of the body am I called to be? Okay, these are questions to ask yourself. What part of the body am I called to be? What gifts, passions and skills has God put in me that are unique and glorious and special? Question number two. Am I intentionally positioned to give of myself, to give these gifts, talents, passions, skills that the body could be blessed? Am I intentionally positioned to give of myself that the body may be blessed? Question three, what parts of the body do I need? What parts of the body do I need to counterbalance, to mature me, to grow me? Question four, am I intentionally positioned to receive this? Am I intentionally positioned to receive this blessing from the body, even when it looks like a John Yates conversation, which is a blessing in the form of a rebuke? Okay, so question one, what part of the body am I? What part of the body are you? What gifts, passions, skills do you have? If, if you are drawing blanks, think, go on a journey of discovery. Ask some people around you that know you well this type of question. Maybe you could jump on our, our Purpose Circles on the homepage of our website. Click the Purpose Circles. Click Growers Influences. And there's a spiritual gift survey. And maybe it's time to do a spiritual gift survey and see what comes up. Maybe things have changed. So that could be a something fun for you to do, but it's important that we know what part of the body we are called to be in this season, in this season, so that we can then go to question two, which is, am I intentionally positioned to give of myself to bless the body? This whole thing is designed that blessing flows from you that we all benefit from. And so... Are you intentionally positioned to give back into the body? And if you're like, oh, I don't, question one and two, um, I, I don't know. Or question two here, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Then a really practical next step could be grabbing the next step card in the seat in front of you and filling that out today. Like it can be that simple to, to take a step and, and there are, it's like the maybe the sixth box down is volunteering. And, and so maybe you go, oh, actually, that's the right step for me. And you can, you can tick that box, hand it in, and our team will work with you to, to figure out where you fit best, where you fit best. Or maybe it's the box above it, DNA, uh, our morning tea that will be coming up in the future, discovering who we are as a church and, and where you might fit. And so that could be a helpful step. So you could, you could tick any one of those and, and put it in the next steps box out there. That could be a helpful deal for you. Okay, question three. What parts of the body do I need to counterbalance me, to mature me, to grow me? Now, these are often uncomfortable parts like the John Yates deal for me, right? Very different personality very different gift mix. But there's something in Him that God wants to benefit me so that the body can be blessed. And so are there John Yates type connections for you? And maybe it's time to engage. You know, if you're not passionate about prayer, don't feel bad about that. Okay, if you're not passionate about prayer, God's heart for you isn't to feel bad about that. But what God wants is for you to hang around people who are passionate about prayer, because this is how He's organised it to work, so that there's something in Him, in them, which then shapes you. So if Prayer is like, I don't really get it, or I tried, it didn't work, or I I just, whatever, wherever you're at, God doesn't want you to stay there. But the answer is probably just not going to be you just trying harder to pray more because we're interconnected and there are parts of the body who are red hot right now about prayer. And so the best thing you can do if you're not is be around them. This is how the body works. And so now you have, you're being blessed by that part of the body. It's stirring, it's growing, it's maturing, it's shaping something in you. And then that that does something in you, which then rolls back and blesses the body. And so everybody benefits. And so I'm just putting it out there, but Wednesday night gather. I am passionate about prayer. If you're not, avoiding me won't help you because you'll stay unchanged in that prayer space where God wants each and every one of us to never stop understanding what prayer is and how deep this prayer adventure goes. And so you maybe need to get in my face a little bit more as we come and seek God together. And this could be a life-changing moment for you. But likewise... I need people in my life in areas where I'm not hot and I've tried to live and we don't have time to go into all of that. Question number four, am I intentionally positioned to receive this blessing from the body? Okay, so question three was, what parts of the body do I need to counterbalance, mature or grow me? And question four is, am I intentionally positioned to receive this? Now this takes intentionality and this takes typically stepping beyond our comfort zone. And so when was the last time you asked someone to give it to you straight? When was the last time someone gave it to you straight? Not just like yelling at you like your spouse because you had an argument. But where you intentionally sought wise counsel, maybe in a specific area or maybe general. And this could be a friend, someone you can trust. Who's going to speak truth in love? And he said, "Give it to me straight. Is there somewhere where you can see that I'm avoiding the call of God? Is there somewhere God's trying to get my attention? Can you see something in me that God wants to be fanning into flame right now? Is there some area where I'm and you wish you could tell me, but you haven't had permission, I'm giving you permission? Okay, so if you've never had a conversation like that, you're missing out. And then because you're missing out, the whole body misses out. Because the more we're shaped in His glory, the more the whole body benefits. So it's an imperative. This is essential for us to be engaged in this mission. This is what, coming to church, so being, being the church isn't about a service, it's about this matrix of relationships and honouring Him better. And I would say that Christ could potentially be more honoured in that conversation of you sitting with someone saying, I want you to give it to me straight, truth and love. Like that could be greater worship than 27 worship songs in a whole Sunday service. And so how can we build our lives with this framework? And, you know, often it just starts with as soon as the service finishes you just chat to someone you don't know. Just going up and making a friend. And the next Sunday, you, you find someone else and make a friend. That I have more people that I could go to to be blessed by and more people than I could bless, than I can handle. And part of that is because I've chosen to be in this church for, I think, 36 years this year. To build relationships in a community and then beyond that with people in different nations as you have a connection and to cultivate those connections where there can be blessing flowing in both directions. And so as we build lives of intentionality here, everybody benefits, everybody benefits. I would not be standing here today, be it not for many of you who lived this in some of my darkest times as a teenager, the business that I was able to grow and we had the one stage, the fastest growing business of its kind in the nation was because I sought wise counsel from my pastors first to go, do you think God is on this idea? I did that before I started the business, not after when it got tough, first, and then I sought wise counsel from business people who were in the church to show me how to do what wasn't my natural skill set. God has put us together where blessing flows both ways. And so let's be alive in this place. Can we have the keys? Is that sounded almost like the keys were coming on. I was like, was Scott there before I just stealthed your way up, Scott? So, I just want you to look around again. Look around. So, I want you to just take note of like 10 or 20 people. So, go ahead, look around. You may end up making awkward eye contact. That's okay. Just smile. Smile's good. Come on, look around. Different ages, different gifts. You may be looking at a spleen or a thumb. Or the small or large intestine. <laughs> I better not keep saying different parts of the body. It's uh... You know, these people, and this goes beyond here. This is not manipulation to be in this church. This, uh, ultimately, this metaphor springs out to the body of Christ, macro. Wherever you are, live this. Whatever church you're in, live this. It's not about here. This is for all of us, the church around the world. You know, there, there are people specifically put in your world who are here to grow you in grace. They're abrasive. And that's maybe one of God's greatest gifts. We're praying for blessing and he gives you an abrasive person. More of a blessing than the little comfort thing that we were hoping for. Because it grows us and shapes us. There are people here who who are going to stretch you in areas where you don't want to be stretched. And as we're intentional and we lean in, man, God does His greatest work. And then others are blessed through that in us. There are others here, just look around again, that you are called to bless in ways you don't even realize. There have been men in this house simply by just coming to church. You've been father figures for me that I haven't had just because of you walking into this building week after week, choosing to worship Him, I've had father figures that I can look at. There are people here who carry a piece of your future. Simple conversations with a prophetic undertone have shaped so many of the big decisions in my life. And so as we walk around open hearted, and yeah, it means we get hurt sometimes. This is how we're called to walk. Our Saviour, with His heart open wide, was wounded. Refused to hold grudges. Led the charge for us. Can I have, we're going to do communion, thank you, if we can get that ready. How we're going to do this is we're going to move and walk around this building And so I'm going to have eight people holding these communion containers and you can just move to the one that's closest to you in a minute. That's what we're going to do and you're going to get in each other's way. That's what happens sometimes in the body. But you're going to see people and I want you to take note of people around you and whether it's that person or whether that person represents something greater, but to go, God, they're a part of my body. I'm a part of their body. We're all a part of your body. Kind of messes with my head, but would you help me figure it out? And so to, to start us off, I, I want two people who have been in our church for more than 30 years. So just the first two people to just jump up, come down. And, and so we got Pritchie and AJ. Awesome. So just grab a bucket and then just go stand somewhere around the outside of the, in the auditorium, not the outside of the church. That'd be a bit of a walk. Somewhere in the auditorium. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Can I now have two people who have been here roughly 20 to 30 years? Somewhere in that gap. First two people, 20 to 30. Thanks, Danny. Thanks, Chris. And so again, find a stand in a different spot to where they are. You can be up the back, down the front, something like that. You kind of get where this is going. Two people who have been here 10 years or so. Roughly in the 10-year mark. Awesome, Jono. And Mrs. Humphreys. Thanks, Tara. And now, two people who, this is your church fam, but you're new with us, last year or two. I want you to jump up. First two. First two. Pat Hudson, I thought you were getting up. I'm like, it's the 40-year mark. Awesome, here we go, we go. Thanks, Andrew. Beautiful. Helen, you stay you stay down the front. Yeah. Awesome. You do have an... I like the communion carrier that you have bought. Be like Helen, everybody. So I want you to... Just a moment, I want you to move. And if you see people on the way in and out, if you bump into someone, just smile. One family, his body. And then just grab your elements and then just come back to your chair. So if you want to move now, just come grab the elements and then come back to your chair. You can go ahead and release the cracker. Release the juice. Awesome. Thank you to our helpers. You can grab your chair once. Everyone is served. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead, release the cracker. Release the juice and let's let's hold the bread together. Thank you, Lord. Just close your eyes. Let your attention go to our Saviour. The one who makes a way. The one who gave it all. So Father, we thank you for all Jesus has done. We thank you that we are called to be a part of your body. And as we remember the body of Jesus broken... we see afresh that we are called to be a part of this very body. Would we understand this in a spiritual way? God, would there be supernatural insight and revelation to understand what your Word is describing for us? And then God, would there be practical outworking? Would you teach us what it is to live this, to own this with skin on, to walk this out in our everyday life? Lives, And so, Jesus, as we eat, we thank you for your body broken, sacrificed, given for us. And we honor you together today. Let's eat. as we come to the cup Spirit of God would you search our hearts God for everything in us that would want to stand in the judgment seat for every part of us that would want to look down at certain parts of the body Lord where we've seen the speck in someone else's eye and maybe where we've missed the log in our own, where we've just been casual in how we've talked about your body. And so we surrender every part of us that would have a seed of pride. Lord, we surrender every part of us that would have taken on the, the spirit of this world instead of the call of your kingdom. And we thank you that in a moment as we drink, that we drink the blood that has been poured out for us, that forgiveness flows, that new life flows, that we can walk in a greater freedom than what we can understand because of all that Christ has done. And so help us to live inside and in light of your glorious victory. That we would be washed clean afresh by the perfect sacrifice, the perfect blood of Christ. And would you unite us in your body and in your blood? In Jesus' name, let's drink together. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us here on our podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more about our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, go to c 3 hcomau